Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. Thank you for joining me again on Kingdom Insight as we bring you the Word of God. We've been teaching on uh, spiritual warfare. Uh, spiritual warfare is one of the most uh, important, important aspect in our lives. And uh, many people dismiss that because they don't know how to fight. And yet the enemy continues to torment them. The enemy continues to rack their lives and uh, uh, throw them out of uh, God's purposes and destiny because they don't know how to fight uh, the, you know, the spiritual battle. In our last teaching, we had uh, made the four weapons that we are to use in spiritual warfare. We say that one was uh, the Word of God. We got to have the Word of God. We got to know the Word of God. Remember Jesus said to his disciples, uh, you, you keep saying, Lord, Lord, and, uh, and, uh, and you do not do what, I, what the Word of God says uh, will do. I will show you who my disciple is, are those who hear the Word and do the Word of God. Why is doing the Word of God so important? important because the enemy is actually scared when we stand on the word of God. So in spiritual warfare, we want the Word of God. Know the Word of God for yourself. Uh, stand on the Word of God for yourself first. And then a second, uh, second point there is, uh, uh, is a prayer. Praying from a position of authority. Praying from a position where you discharge and you take off all those uh, toxic of unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, because those are doorways that the enemy will get into your life. And then the number four weapon of prayer is uh, actually uh, the name of Jesus Christ. We shared with you about the sons of Sever, how they declared in the name of Jesus, come, they tried to cast out the demons and the devils actually was able to beat them up because they were not connected to Jesus himself. Their lives were not in submission to God. And the number four is uh, your testimony. Your testimony can overcome discouragement as God is navigating th you through, through life challenges. So your testimony is key, but the key point, overall point, because uh, you can't study, the, you can't stand on the word of God and uh, stand in the power of the name of Jesus Christ, as well as uh, pray and, uh, she, uh, and have a testimony if your life is not submitted to God. So spiritual warfare, the key, the key element of uh, winning a spiritual warfare is actually your submission to God. When you are submitted to God, the enemy then has no power. Because anything that is submitted to God, it has authority and power. This is what First uh, John chapter 5 verse 4 to 5 says. It says this here. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Look at how he's putting these words together. He says, for everyone born of God. What is born of God? We call it born again. What does that mean? To be born again simply is to submit our lives to the authority and the governing power of the kingdom of God. To submit our lives to Jesus Christ. So when the Bible says... When the Bible says for everyone born of God overcomes the world, it simply says uh, for everyone who has submitted to the authority and the power above, above every power 
overcomes the world. And here's what he says. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Our faith in who? Our faith in God. Our faith in God's power. Our faith in God's word. Our faith in God's ability to deliver us from the power of the enemy. And then five continues. It says, uh, who is it that overcomes the world? So he's posing a question here now to say, who is it that overcomes the world? Who is it that wins a spiritual battle? Who is it that withstands the forces of darkness? Who is it that overcomes the world? It says here, only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The belief here is not a distant belief to say he is this, Jesus is the Son of God out there. The belief here is to believe in the Son of God, to believe in Jesus Christ, to believe is your salvation, to believe He is your life and He is your overcomer. So we begin to understand here first to submit to God. When you are submitted to God, the enemy will flee from you. Now, prayer that is prayed or offered through submission to God is one of the most powerful, powerful prayer. It is a fervent prayer of a righteous person that avails much. Why? Because the person praying is submitted to God, is submitted to the word of God. And when you are submitted to the word of God, the enemy has no power. The enemy has no authority over you. So your prayer can close doors that the enemy, uh, that the devil has opened in your life. The key to spiritual warfare is knowing where the door has been opened. Because if that door is still opened and it continues to be opened, you can go to any deliverances, you can go to any powerful move of God, and when you leave that place and you go to your place, you'll find that the same thing continues. Maybe that is answering your question right now. Why do I continue just feeling the same way? Or I go to prayer, it goes off, and then I go home and then it comes back. It is because the enemy knows you haven't closed the door. So he will try to find a way to sneak in. So, but your prayer can close what? Can close uh, those uh, spiritual doors of the enemy. Many Christians don't understand that their prayers can prevent and stop the spiritual forces of this world. Your prayers, but you got to pray from a position of standing on the word of God. So let's go to James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18 says this, Confess your sins to each other. Confess your sins to each other. And a prayer for each other so that you may be healed. Now, what is the confession there? The confession is uh, not confessed based on uh, this is what I'm doing, poor me, oh, I'm a sinner, so that people hear what you go through. That's not what it happens because you can confess as many times as you can, but if you don't know the significance of this, you will still go and continue to sin. So here it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. So 
that you may be healed. So the key there, the reason I'm confessing to somebody about my weaknesses is not for them to know my weaknesses. It's not just me to be vulnerable to them. I want to confess to a person who can stand with me in prayer and pray so that the doors are closed in my life. Many people go out there and they parade themselves as vulnerable and yet they continue to just sin. And you see this? Let me tell you what the devil does. He wants you to be vulnerable. Tell everybody how sinful you are out there so that you can continue to go out in sin because he knows now you are in the open and you don't care because even the people, they won't put any, any uh, requirements on you because they know that's the battle you battle with. So they move away so that you can continue to sin. Listen, if you want to be vulnerable about your sins and about your weaknesses, go to a person of prayer because the key is for you to have deliverance. That's why the scripture here says, uh, confess your sins to each other, not to each other just like anybody here. It is talking to a people who are believers in Christ. This scripture is talking to a congregation of people who are committed to God. And it says that uh, you are committed to God. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Healing comes by prayer. Those to sin are closed by prayer. Prayer from a person who is in right standing with God. And then it continues here. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah as a human, as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fall for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. This is a man praying who is in right standing with God. He prays, let be there, let not be no rain. And for three and a half years, no rain was there. Why? Because he's standing in with God. And then again he prayed, let be rain. And the rain prayed. You see what spiritual significance this scripture holds? Not only are we to confess our sins to believers, to Christians who are going to pray with you, who are going to close the door. It tells us here that when Elijah, when, when Elijah prayed, he prayed, not, he prayed for no rains, guess what? The doors to the rains that were supposed to fall was closed. So no rains came. And again, he prayed the doors that were to the doors were open the skies were opens and the rains poured down so you remember here this James 5 16 verse 18 is not talking about two things here that confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed and then it goes uh, it goes into Elijah here it's talking about one thing it says confess your sins to each other and uh, to each other to to a man of prayer to a person of prayer who can 
battle with you because when they pray, they are going to close the door that causes uh, the influences of sin upon our lives. So if you are in a spiritual battle and in a spiritual fight and you are trying to have God release you from all this bondage, you got to do what to find people of prayer. People are going to battle in prayer. People are going to stand with you to pray to close those doors that the enemy may, may be sneaking in through sin. And then the second one is be alert. In spiritual warfare, you got to be alert because the devil is going around to see whom he can deceive, to see whom he can uh, do his uh, tactics and schemes to draw them down. So be alert, pray without ceasing. That's why you pray all the time, because you have to be alert of what the enemy is trying to do. Satan's number one goal for non-Christians is to keep them from accepting the truth of Jesus Christ. That we know. That's why people will dismiss the gospel. They will dismiss all that Jesus because uh, that's the goal of uh, Satan. He understands the day they receive uh, Jesus as their personal savior, that's the day the doors begin to close uh, from the influences of the devil. So what does the devil does for non-believers? His goal is to shut them off from accepting Jesus Christ. But he has also his plan for Christians who have received Jesus Christ. What is his plans. His plans for, for us, you know, for, for, for us, his goal towards Christians or believers in Christ is to make us ineffective cause us to doubt God and uh, to doubt the power of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for our sins. Because he knows first he shuts down, he shuts the door to non-believers to accept Jesus Christ. And then to believers, he makes them ineffective. He causes them to doubt. So when you are alert, you, when you are in a spiritual warfare, you got to be alert to understand. No doubting God. God is still powerful to change any situation. God is still powerful to deliver you from your addictions. God is so powerful to deliver you from your sinful words. God is so powerful to change you. He does not condemn you. He does not come to come and condemn you there. He, all he does is he comes with his grace to come and help you overcome the tactics of the enemy. So be on the alert. When you are on the alert, you will know the, how the enemy is trying to attack you. Let's go to First Peter, chapter five, verse eight. Peter says, um, uh, "Be be of sober spirit. Be on the alert." Your advisory, the devil, prowls around like a rolling lion, seeking someone to devour. So be alert. What am I being alert for? Now, what Peter here is saying is, uh, listen, be alert. Don't let the enemy sneak into your life. And that's where spiritual warfare gets interesting. Because uh, some people feel like uh, Sunday they, overcome the, they overcame the devil. It was a powerful message, powerful prayer. The prayer warriors prayed for you but Monday comes Tuesday comes the enemy will sneak back in if the doors are still open so you receiving the deliverance you got to be on a late a late of what sometimes it is just offense the enemy will use offensive words from other people to make you so mad and so upset that you begin now you go in a spiritual warfare with them you begin to fight with them 
He's trying to distract you. So the Bible says, be late and of sober spirit. The verb prowls, uh, prowls like a lion here. Prowls is, uh, is a Greek present tense, which means a continuous action. The enemy is continually doing what? Attacking, continually coming at you. And that's what the devil does. So the enemy is always searching for someone to attack. Is always searching for some ways to sneak into your life, to sneak into your family. So be alert, be on alert. Don't let your guards down. Don't let your guards down as the enemy is attacking you. Stand firm on the word of God. So what do we? So you there? You say I'm in a spiritual battle. I'm uh, fighting a lot of things, and everything we do doesn't work. What? To do when you are in a spiritual battle what to do when you are in a spiritual battle number one don't be afraid that is very key when the enemy and the demonic world is attacking your family attacking your marriage attacking your work attacking your finances don't be afraid but instead remember the power of God remember the goodness of God remember the testimony I told you about those uh, four ways we fight a spiritual battle and the last one I had put before we talked about submission is actually your testimony so remember how good and great God is that's why you got to find out who God is for your life and then when you remember how great he is and when you are in a spiritual battle you'll be able to do what to fight listen to this here in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 we read something very significant it says when I saw their fear I rose and spoke to the nobles the officials and the rest of the people do not be afraid of them remember the Lord who is who, Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, your daughters and your wives and your houses. What Nehemiah did here, he reminded the people of the greatness and awesomeness or gloriousness of God. So when you are in a spiritual battle, you want to make sure you are able to remember that God is great. God is powerful. God is tangible. God is the God who fights for me so in this battle my God is going to fight for me I'm not going to lose my focus I'll put on the full armor of God I'll put on I'll put on my faith to believe that God is changing the situation for me and everything is changing that's how you you do what you win a spiritual battle so remember your testimony have a testimony have, if you don't have a testimony right now and you're listening to this to this uh, to this message or you are battling uh, you know so many demonic forces in your life listen here is how you find out about how, grow, how great and powerful God is go to the Bible begin reading the book of Psalms for example you will see the psalmist how he talked about how great God is how powerful for God is and then you begin to understand scriptures that says uh, even though I go through the valley of death I shall fear no evil because uh, thou are with me God is with me so begin to understand to have the testimony and remember that testimony of the power of God remember the testimonies in your life if you don't have anything God preserved your life remember that testimony and the testimony of your faith is a weapon that defeats any thing that the devil is trying to do in your life.
And then secondly, hold on to your testimony of God's grace and mercy and goodness in your life. Revelation chapter 9, 19 verse 10 says this. It says, that, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning if God's done it before, he can do and he will do it again. So God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. Sometimes we feel like God has left me, but actually it's you who has left him. God never moved. God is still there. He's trying to help you navigate through the difficulties of spiritual battle. So with the spiritual battle, you got to understand this. Remember the testimony. Remember that God never leaves you uh, and he'll never walk away from you and he'll never leave you in the valley. In Psalms 24, verse 4 says this even though I walk through the darkest valley I will fear no evil even though I'm battling this spiritual battle I am not going to fear any evil why for you God for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me so the enemy is attacking the enemy is bombarding you guess how you're going to defeat him you're going to defeat him not by panicking you're going to defeat him by standing on the Word of God believing the Word of God and when you stand on the Word of God God, there is no demon, there is no power that can threaten you and that can, you know, uh, destroy you. Why? Because God is all powerful. So here is what we do when we're in a spiritual battle. You may be in a spiritual battle right now. You may say the enemy is attacking my marriage. The enemy is attacking my business. The enemy is attacking just even my faith to believe God or to live for God. Each time I want to serve God, but some, you know, my, 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 my desires for alcohol, my desires for cigarette or all these things, they overpower me. I run away from God. You can overcome. You can overcome today as you're listening to this message. It's not by accident that you, you, you are watching this program or watching this message today. It's because God wants to bring deliverance to you. God wants to rescue you. God wants to bring life to you. That's why you are listening to this program today. Listen, so whatever spiritual battle you have, begin now to understand you can overcome. And we're going to pray right away here. We're going to release the power of God. But let me tell you some of the things that you need to do practically that uh, begins to shut the doors of the enemy. Because the problem is that so many people have opened doors for the enemy. That's why the enemy can sneak in at any moment. You get prayer, then you go home, the enemy still comes back because there are doors that have been opened in your life that, is, that the enemy is having access into your life. So the number one thing to do in spiritual warfare and in whatever battle you are in, learn how to close some doors. What are some of the doors that you may have opened? Some of the doors that we open are maybe through wrong relationships. Those wrong relationships can have an impact over your life where the enemy sneaks in all the time. Being in long, wrong uh, sexual relationship, for example, it opens the spiritual doors for the enemy to have a strong word over you. Some of them is uh, just places where you go. You get into places that are very, you know, uh, wicked and uh, you are in those places. Those places can activate the force of evil to attack and attack and to continue to attack. And some of them is uh, just the, the, the things that we put in uh, our houses. 
those are, you know, they, they seem to be good decorations. I, I come from Africa, for example. Those are sculptors, they, they make them look so nice and everything with the face of a person and stuff like that. Do you know what people have done with those things before they go and sell them? Do you know how they dedicate them to the spirits so that they can carry a spirit wherever you place them? Some of them are just beads. You, as innocent as they are, they're just beads, but you don't know where they were made and how they, they dedicated them to something else. They dedicated them to a spirit, and that spirit opens doors for other spirits to attack them. Some of them is just a chain, and this may seem so silly and so stupid to say, but I'm telling you this is the reality of the enemy. That's how the enemy uses you know, these things to attack people. You, you, you hear the Bible says, uh, be careful, you know, uh, uh, know the schemes of the devil, the tactics of the devil. Just some things like sometimes it's just a ring. You see some of the rings. I'm not saying all of them, but most of the times you find that uh, the devil has uh, dedicated certain things that you go and buy in places and you put them in your, in your house and they act like a satellite to attract more spirits. I want to give you an example. One family, one day they went and they bought uh, a, a used uh, pajama, a used pajama. And this young boy was in this pajama in the night all the time. And uh, every time they put on that pajama that they had just bought from this used place uh, uh, or, you know, um, a second clothes uh, uh, place, what happened was that uh, this young boy could not sleep in the night. He had torments, he had uh, everything tormented and all that stuff. But when the father prayed and God gave him a revelation, he went and he took the clothes off of that kid. The mother was, Why, what are you doing? And he said, there is something that God showed me. There is a revelation here. They took the, those clothes out. And when they took those clothes out, guess what happens? What happened was that uh, the boy started sleeping very well. It, it, you may be saying, come on, man, just the pajama. Yes, absolutely. The devil knows how to sneak in into people's houses. I'm not saying you go and throw out all the pajamas. I'm just using that as an illustration to understand how most of the things are polluted. Why do we pray over food? Why do we have to pray over everything else? It is because you don't know where those things have been dedicated to and to which spirit they have been given to. And if that spirit which has been given to will control you and manipulate you. There are certain clothes when you wear or you start feeling is just your sexual desires and you were like what is going on and sometimes and most of the times nowadays that's how they are making these things because they want to hook you up with what with the spiritual forces wickedness that will lead you into that kind of life so you got to understand so my question to you is what's in your house what is it in your house that you have allowed to be a doorway to the enemy? If not in your house, what's in your heart? Is it unforgiveness? Is it bitterness? Is it, a, is it, a, is it the spirit of a jealousy that you've allowed in your life to act as a doorway for the enemy to continue to torment you? When you learn all these principles, then you can learn how to pray. So let's pray here together today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we go into 
each and every home, declaring the power of the presence of God. We shut off every demonic forces. We shut off every demonic influences. We declare right now by the power of the authority of God that no evil, no weapon of, of the enemy shall overtake your, your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak deliverance right now. We speak healing right now. We speak Father in the name of Jesus to that home right now that is tormented in the night. We declare the peace of God, the shalom of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that the enemy has no power over this family that is struggling, over that marriage that is on the rocks right now. We dismantle the distractions of the enemy and the powers of this force evil in the mighty name of Jesus as we declare salvation upon each and every one father who is listening to this program and who is watching this program and who is believing the word of God for transformation and deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that your people are free. We declare freedom right now. We break every curses. We break every influence and the voices of the enemy. We dismantle them by the power of the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We'll continue with this series on uh, how to fight a spirit spiritual battle because it is very significant to understand how to fight a spiritual battle. It is significant to understand how to walk in the power of the gospel. Until then, friends, God bless you and I hope uh, these messages are changing your life. Come on, write, write to us and uh, uh, Dr. Kazumba at uh, at, at kitvnetwork.com uh, write to us and we want to hear from you and I've got some books that I want to put in your hands so write to us and God bless you thank you for watching Kingdom Insight Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God for a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.